0: This is Match Point number 9, a tennis podcast. I am your host, David E.J. Berger, along with my boy, Derek. Derek, welcome. I'm excited to talk tennis once again. What's up, everyone? Glad to
1: have you guys back again. Uh, My name is Derek Kunimura at Derek underscore sucks. And you can find me on other social media platforms if you look hard enough.
0: That's fair. And you know what? I want to start out with a little humble brag slash... Just a brag about our board plays. If you follow us at mp9tennis, we started out in atrocious 12-30-2. It wasn't good, but we've battled back, and now we are 69-71-2. and We've gained 16 games back on the record, and no better time to do it than right now with... I would say the apex, the pinnacle of tennis season on the horizon. That's why we return to the mics after a long layoff. Wimbledon is here, and we can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to give you some info to help you place your bets. That's where we're coming from. We're a tennis gambling podcast. Eh, We're a tennis podcast, I would say, just in general. But we are coming from a gambling perspective, and uh, we're excited to talk some serves. Heck yeah. Board's back, dude. Fed's back too. And we got some people
1: missing. We got Rafa and we got team out. But you know what? We're here. We're here to talk tennis. Let's do this.
0: I'm excited. It's been a minute too long, too, too long. But I will say that um, when we do return to the mics, it's a lot of solid information. Our rundown of the ATP 100 pre-French Open was incredibly valuable. Anyone listen to it and and I and fairly accurate. I mean, we we basically nailed the the four semifinalists. Not basically, we did. We said the four. (laughs) I mean, granted, it's it's not like a a secret who the four best players on the men's side are, but at the same time, we we were pretty sure who would probably be the, the the last four men standing, and we got that one. Heck yeah, that was a solid tournament. I really wish we could watch that all over again. I'm ready to put Clay behind us. I'm enjoying the grass season. To that end, Derek, because of our inconsistency in recording, it's tough to do the wave of the week, but we're going to do the wave of the season right now. <laughs> Of the season goes to Hugo Umber and Alex Dimanor, two guys who stunk for most of 2021 <laughs> hardcore and clay season. Umber beat Rublev last week to claim a title, and Dimanor is in a final tomorrow against uh, who's he? Well, we're recording this on a Sinega. Friday. night Against Sonego. And uh, he's been, I think he was like a uh, quarterfinalist, uh semifinalist, now finalist. So he's having a great grass season. Kudos to that guy. The Wave of the Week, uh, tennis is a wavy sport. We like to highlight the guys who caught a good wave and rode it to success. And I got to tell you, no one has done that more than those two guys during grass season. Umber, Ugo the Boss Umber, beating Rublev. Great win. Great win. Yeah, it's like we've been touting these guys,
1: especially me. I've been giving Demon, especially a lot of credit this whole time, and that guy is just smashing my integrity in terms of everything because he's decided to smash his own integrity in the process, and he's finally playing back up to his normal standard that we've seen throughout the previous years. And then, same goes for Ugo, like Ugo was playing great at the beginning of the year. I don't know, he kind of just fell apart a little bit, and now is mama's by his side and he's been
0: rocking grass seems to be his uh surface uh i mean beating Zverev, who i i didn't board it but i i had a suspicion that he would beat Zverev, who came off a very nice run at the french open next tournament out i don't know how much his heart was into it <laughs> good spot for umbear to get the win and he pulled it off as a pretty significant dog uh he was a, a nice dog all week so if you were riding umbear you were cashing tickets and it felt great
1: yeah if you see umbear with his mom i mean <laughs> you gotta play umbear
0: well they have the same haircut right now which is very odd
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they both look like arthur ash out there
0: <laughs> i don't know about that they both look like
1: what, what do they look like
0: uh they both lo- they both look like a chia pet <laughs>
1: <laughs> they do.
0: If you're old enough to know what that is. With um, a lot of fertilizer.
1: They look like they look like Howard Stern back in the old days. Both of them.
0: <laughs> they look like Howard Stern on terrestrial radio at K Rock. They look like Howard Stern is uh Fartman at the BMAs in 92. <laughs> um I think that's an accurate accurate uh description, Derek.
1: Yeah, I kind of ripped that off of Eric Andre. He says that his dad looks like arthur ash and his mom looks like howard stern
0: <laughs> all two goats either way two goats. <laughs> i i have to give it to both those players though i mean because they really have stunk ugo U- 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 has lost a, a lot of matches and so has D Manure. so
1: undeservingly too it's like those guys have the talent to win and it took them a while to actually kind of showcase that and it just seems like they're losing matches and getting down on themselves but Glad to see some confidence back right before the big tournament.
0: Yeah, Wimbledon. Quick shout out to Med for uh, this grass final. Yeah, Um,
1: he was like an unknown going into these grass tournaments. (laughs)
0: And
1: and I think he wasn't even like confident that he was going to make it to a final. And look at him. Like he's having a good time out there.
0: I saw uh, a photo of him. I I said it's corporate med vacationing as player med. Yeah, he's hardly a tennis player. He just
1: like <laughs> plays tennis on vacation all throughout the entire world throughout the year.
0: I It's like uh, Med has so I, I do feel I first of all, I love Medvedev. He's one of my favorite players. He has a lot of personalities. It's like there's corporate Med, there's Miami Med <laughs> where he had the mustache. He's an incredibly likable player. And, I, I, you know, I, I root for him every every tournament because he's just someone who actually is like fun to root for and has great talent. I love watching him play. He's an incendiary player.
1: Yeah. Same with me. It's like, if I were to hang out with anybody on tour, it would probably be med. Like he seems like a super fun dude. Um, we tout him a lot on here. Don't, uh, like get confused that we're just taking him because we want to drink a beer with him or whatever. It's like, (laughs) obviously he's a highly talented tennis player.
0: Yeah, he and he has a like a legit personality, unlike a lot of guys on tour. <laughs> and speaking of the tour, we are turning the page to Wimbledon. This is it. It's Wimbledon. It's
1: We've time been waiting. Real. We've been waiting two years for this.
0: Yeah, this is tennis. So what we're gonna do here? We're gonna walk. We're gonna walk through the whole tournament. We're gonna fill out brackets. We're gonna talk uh, odds. We're gonna do it all. Derek, why don't we start on um, the Novak side? Uh He's got a. Interesting first match draw against Jack Draper, who we've been touting on the board. uh, One, because he's a teen and he wears Nike. And two, he's just got a great name.
1: (laughs) Does have a great name. Mr. Madman himself. Yeah, I took him to win. (laughs) No, I'm just just kidding. Uh, Definitely picked him to lose, obviously. I did catch a match of his the other day, though. He's kind of heavy-footed. He's a pretty tall dude. He carries around a lot of weight. I think that the big dudes have like a are better on grass than other surfaces for themselves because I don't know if it has to do with just the grass surface itself. It's maybe easier on the knees and stuff like that. Obviously, I got him to lose, but keep
0: an eye out for this kid. I agree. It's actually a great exposure spot for him as a young player to, to get some eyes on him, especially if he has a, a few plays that draw some oohs and some ahs has a nice um return or two against Djokovic hey listen I mean Joker played doubles this week I don't think that was too taxing on him I think he's gonna come in fresh win in three you might be looking at games under here if you want to bet I I don't know I don't know if there's anything really worth betting on this match it's the best player in the world against a teenager.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't touch this match in general, but um, I mean, I want to go back to Jack Draper, though. He's just a British dude. He gets to play Wimbledon for his first time. He's a freaking teenager. He gets to play on center court, most likely, against Novak. He's going to have a lot of spotlight on him. No one expects him to win, but he'll put up a decent fight. He'll probably lose in three, but if you want to play something, take Novak in three. The odds probably aren't great, but... If you feel the need to play something, take that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, The match under them, Kevin Anderson versus a name that I'll let you uh, pronounce, Derek, who's much better at this. Okay. Um, Yeah, let me botch this instead. Um,
1: (laughs) Marcelo, Tomas, Barrios, Vera, I think is going to lose to Kando. So Kando, we all know he went to the final against, was that Novak a few years ago? after he had that barn burner of a match against Isner. Um, like I said, the big guys, they do pretty well on here. It's uh, it's kind of unfortunate that
0: he has to play Novak in the second round, but I'm going to take him in this first round. I actually went the opposite way with the underdog here at plus 330. Hmm. Not that I don't believe Kendo won't win, because he probably will, but I do feel that he's been very... He can. He had a very nice end to 2020, but he has shown nothing this year. So at the odds, if you wanted to sprinkle on his opponent coming in as a a, a quali, someone who's been out on the courts playing, feeling the rhythm, at plus 330, it's worth a half a unit to me versus whatever else you wanted to play on this match.
1: Yeah, I'm not opposed to that whatsoever. I mean, Kando, like you said, he's coming out pretty flat-footed this entire year. He's not the person that he was who went to the final a few years ago. His serve is not very consistent, and I don't know. Yeah, I'll take a light sprinkle on that one.
0: Next one is uh, Seppi versus uh, Sousa, but Jay Sousa from portugal sepi coming as a two dollar 40 favorite i feel like that feels about right i'm moving on sepi he's had some nice wins recently he beat my boy uh russo uh, he lost to purcell and uh the last tournament who was just on fire he seems to um be playing some decent tennis uh I-, I i'm not sure what to do with this match Derek.
1: yeah i don't have a particular stance on this one i would take sepi But I mean, says is not like a a chump or anything like that. So I think it's even harder to play the spread on this one too. So there's so many matches to pick from. (laughs) This is not one that I'd be focusing on in the first round.
0: Agreed. Now this one is one I would be focusing on because I just saw the odds and I'm chomping at the bit to talk about this at this moment in time a player who has had a great season both on hardcore and on clay, and he's a junior Wimbledon champion in 2018, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina playing Dennis Kudla from America. (laughs) I I mean, is is Fokina hurt? Because right now the odds favorite is on Kudla.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really see what the reasoning is for that. If you've watched tennis at all this year, you got davidovich
0: Vakina on your board a lot. Again, junior Wimbledon champion. So he's familiar with the surface, which is harder to come by for a lot of these guys, because if they're on the challenger circuit, if they're on junior circuits in general, they're not playing a ton of grass. This guy actually has played grass.
1: I can't find any reason really to take Kudla. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, what do I you mean, think are
0: the reasoning is f-
1: for him being a favorite?
0: I, I don't know. I feel like well, there's something going on that we don't know about. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what scares me about it. I mean, he has a decent amount of wins. I don't know, five setter. I think Davidovich Fokina has this. And yeah. I'm looking at who Kula's beat this year. His biggest wins are Dan Evans and Kevin Anderson and then a whole bunch of scrubs. So I would say Davidovich Fokina <laughs> is
0: gonna be on the board what do you say it's a definite board play that's 100 percent. this one seems topsy-turvy i mean Fokina all the i mean that's a if i i don't do max plays but i would bet my fucking entire house on that match
1: <laughs> that'd be hilarious <laughs> if you lost your house <laughs> against dennis kudla kudla
0: next we have our boy christian gareen against uh zapata Miralles. good try <laughs> How would you say that?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't even
0: want to attempt that against well, the our boys Garin against Zapata. Gareen, he's got to be a pretty heavy favorite here. Let's check it out. He's only one minus one ninety. He's he's almost board worthy because uh, I typically try to keep our board on our webs on our Twitter to minus one eighty and under. That could close. If, listen, if that closes closer to one eighty, I'm I'm boarding Garin. I, I feel like he gets around one win here against Zapata, who is a challenger guy whose name I see quite often is winning a lot of matches. I think he can win this like three sets to one, you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, the over isn't
1: terrible. The spreads three and a half games. I find that interesting.
0: If he loses a set, though. Yeah. Then it becomes more of a question. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust Gary with spreads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. I mean, we, we've talked at great lengths here about how he just likes to go for a jog.
0: He's a, he's a, he's, he squeaks by in matches.
1: He doesn't learn his lesson. I, I, I don't know. That guy. No, he's
0: not a killer. He's not someone that I feel has like a killer. He's someone who wins matches and cause he's a good player, but I don't feel like he's got that like killer instinct to just dominate player. You know how like Djokovic, which is an unfair comparison to Djokovic. Yeah, I should pick someone else. Even Medvedev, he has a bit of a killer instinct too. Just he someone does. that goes out there and like finds those like ways to kill an opponent. Gareen mm-hmm. does definitely not have that.
1: Yeah, Gareen needs to go to the school of Novak Djokovic, like a psychotic ward. Because. <laughs> Then he'll have the tenacity to do that.
0: And then I will toss you, Derek, to to pronounce the names of the next two guys on the slate: Pullman's and Lou. So
1: it's kind of crazy to me how some of these matches in the first round are very, very good matches, and then you get
0: a match like this. (laughs) I feel like this is the theme for. The first round of Wimbledon this year. There's like this match, then there's other matches just like it, which are like quality on quality. And then you have like other matches that are like straight up ATP 250 finals. Yeah, it, it's insane to me. Like, we'll <laughs> head down further than this.
1: And yeah, I know what you're we talking about when you're saying the 250 finals, but yeah, this one is
0: kind of like, all right.
1: So who are they? played I... in the parking lot and people s- still won't watch.
0: I mean, you and I talk about tennis every day. We watch it, we monitor it. Tennis every day. These guys are deep tracks hits for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know there were tennis players. Just kidding. <laughs> I I know poolmen's is, but uh, no, I I know poolmen's, but
0: name. Lou, I don't know who that guy is. I think he's literally like six hundred in the world or something. Yeah, and he's not even a qualifier. Do you notice that?
1: And he's not a wild card. He's just made his way into the draw. I don't know what how him and stevie johnson do this you have mackenzie mcdonald as a qualifier then you get lou and stevie johnson as
0: just shoe ins into the draw I, I don't know which by the way i mean the last round was five sets to qualify so if uh-huh. it wasn't exactly like a a walk in the park to qualify let's not spend a lot of time on that match uh because i don't have a i had read. zero
1: grasp on that one
0: <laughs> same with this one Pedro Martinez, who is a great clay player. I wouldn't say great. He's a solid clay player that makes some noise on clay. And then Stefano Trevaglia from Italy. Another, again, like this is like such a a lower tier match compared Mm -hmm. (laughs) to some of the draw for some of these guys. Uh, I have Trevaglia moving on. Well, yeah, I got move.
1: Martinez moving on. It seems like these guys should have just duked it out in the qualifiers.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, well, if you have Martinez moving on, you have a plus 300 uh, dog what? hair. These odds seem upside down. I, I actually, at a plus 300, I would, I would sprinkle Martinez. I would definitely go for yeah. the over. Only 35 and a half. I mean, Martinez is a solid tennis player. He is. I guess... He- he is um, more of a
1: clay player. So I think that's.
0: Well, they get that rap, right? like That's how they like um, want to label people, right? It's like, oh, he's a clay player. But I don't know. Is Treg Vaglia like a, that good of a grass player? No, <laughs> I, I thought he's a
1: clay guy too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a theme as we walk through this. There's a lot of matchup of clay guys on grass. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like how people just
1: kind of. Right off, Rafa as a clay guy, too. I'm like, no, he's not.
0: This guys <laughs> won the U.S. Open several times, and he's also won Wimbledon. So, uh-huh. the over in that match, I don't think, is a terrible bet because I think these guys will battle. That actually might make the board at 35 and a half. That's pretty short. Yeah, I'd expect at least both those guys to win a set. Okay, next we have O'Connell versus Monfils who has stunk. I saw these odds. Monfils still, I think, was the favorite. He's minus 120. Christopher O'Connell is even money. I don't know. I I boarded O'Connell the other day. I like him as a player. I think he's a solid, like, random fucking tennis player. <laughs> From Australia. Gail Monfils has sucked. He's not good. I, I, I don't know. That's I, a tough one.
1: Monfils even knows he sucks at this point. Like he played, was that Musetti? And after the match, he's like, "Listen, you're a better tennis player than me. You don't have to do so and so, or you don't have to do this." It might have been Sinago that he was playing, but like at this point, he's like throwing in the towel for himself. Like I, I don't have confidence in him because he doesn't have confidence in himself. But ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't take Monfils here. I I took O'Connell.
0: Well, I'm bummed because I actually, there was a match, who, who did Monfils just play? The Red Hot Purcell, he lost two and three sets, and uh, he was a significant favorite in that match just this past week, so I probably will not board that match because I don't have super confidence in either side, but I'm, I moved on O'Connell. I did as well. Next got... one is uh, Schwartzman versus Pair, Benoit Pair, which obviously, like,
1: do we need to say who we picked?
0: Yeah, but let's see what the games for Pair are in terms of how many they think he will win. Schwarzman's minus 800. Oh, that dude. amazing. Under Okay, this is great. So Pair is plus 105 under 12 games. So that means like if Schwarzman wins 6-4, 6-4, 6-4, you push.
1: That's pretty high.
0: That's a lot of competitiveness from Pair.
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah only one break if that guy's down two sets like he will throw in the towel in that third set very quickly like if yeah. he's down right like that last third set would be six one six two like Agreed. Two, right? i mean
0: at 12 games i think you, especially at a plus money value that's that's worth a unit if you're listening to this podcast you know about tennis probably and you know the benoit pair has just been going out there and making a fucking joke of the sport wearing not even a kit but like a t-shirt he picked up <laughs> from a thrift shop <laughs> at the fucking like side of the road and just going out there and like in between getting a tan and collecting a check all right then we got marco chichinato versus liam brody i advanced brody here same brody is actually the favorite almost- i didn't expect at almost two dollars, he's a minus one ninety five favorite. So damn. Yeah, I
1: thought that would be a good play right there, but no, uh, someone thought no, it was gonna be a good play before
0: us. Not a ton of value. Over under is thirty seven and a half. So. Yeah, over exactly. isn't terrible. I think that Chichinado could win a set for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. They're both winning a set.
1: Definitely, I would take the over. Yeah, that's um, actually not, as not bad. As- other plays that we mentioned, but yeah, I think that's a decent play.
0: Another matchup I'm going to let you uh, handle pronouncing the names of here uh, Yuri Weasley versus Yannick Halfman.
1: So I have
0: Halfman moving on, same, and guess what? He's coming in at a plus 140 value.
1: Are, are you like familiar with both those guys enough to make the conscious decision to take either or?
0: Uh, Homphan, I'm familiar with. Enough that I believe he is a competent player. Vasily, I don't know much about. I'll be completely transparent. Uh, you know what? I- I'm going to flip the script here.
1: I'm going to take Beasley on this.
0: Yeah, Beasley actually seems like maybe the way to go on this one. Anyway, I don't love this matchup in, in general in terms of bet on because it's just two dudes. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, like, even if you were just betting to watch, you probably are just questioning why you're watching in the first
0: place. <laughs> Yeah, this seems like uh, when you're trying to be a gen for the wrong reasons, betting on that match. All right, well, we uh, got the next match is my boy Yannick Center versus Marton Uh Sinner coming in at only minus uh, 175. Please yeah, and thank I you.
1: Give credit to Fucevic. I mean, Fucevic, I think, is the most improved player of the year. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Oh, would you give to like Sinner or something like that? I, I don't really want to count Sinner because I already felt like he was...
0: No, I um, I just, radar. um I don't know that he's won enough to earn that award, but he's been playing well. He was yeah. playing a top 20 player. Yeah, he was playing better at the beginning of the year.
1: He's kind of slowed down. Yeah, he's a solid, solid player. Like he hits really good shots at really good angles. I really like watching that guy play. He hustles too. Um, he really has that fight to win. But he just
0: doesn't have enough talent, I don't think, to beat center. I mean, he just lost to Quan, who was a lucky loser to be at Eastbourne, and then he went three sets with Bedene Fucevic in that same tournament at Eastbourne. So he's not exactly coming in hot. Center, you know, young goat. I love him. Only a dollar seventy-five favorite. I mean, if I did the whole like five U thing. <laughs> 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 i like don't. uh I, I like uh center in this matchup a lot especially at under two dollars as a favorite yeah yeah i'd be pretty confident throwing five units
1: down whatever that means i, I don't get why people write that it's like how, how much is a unit in like in percentage of i guess your bank roll
0: well I, it all depends i mean that's why i like going by just our record because Every play a post is equal. I guess to me, it's like you're posting picks for a reason. They should be all the same value.
1: I agree too. I just like, I, I always see that it's like five unit bet, max bet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, I... <laughs> you only so that... can
1: read those tweets in like one voice too.
0: Well, everyone's trying to make their brand and their content. I get it. That's also part of how you play the game in terms of your bankroll. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about certain bets do attract a certain amount of units. I I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand the purpose. Then we have Fonini versus Ramos. I moved on Ramos because I obviously hate Fonini. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ramos has not been great on grass this season. In fact, I believe he has lost his last two grass matches which were first rounders. Both times in the last two weeks. Yeah, see, that's why I moved on Fonini. He has
1: shades of where he can play well. Seems like he actually cares that he's playing tennis. Considering this is a big stage, I'm going to take Fonini here.
0: He's a $2.20 favorite. I still think the value is on Ramos at plus 180. Would you take games like the spread? Oh, the spread is... Um, oh, I would not do the spread at plus four because I, I really don't have any clue of what how that'll break down, but at over under 37, I, I definitely think this is a match that could go four or five sets. So
1: you're basically betting that Fonini is just going to collapse here mentally?
0: I just don't think Fonini is a very good player. Not someone that I would bet at a plus $2 value. For Fonini to be a $2 20-set favorite against Ramos, who is a veteran solid tennis player that's insane to me <laughs> it's yeah. like the other day like tiafa was three minus 385 against liam brody why why that made no sense and then he lost outright <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you did dog on
1: fonini to me what were you saying that he was just like stiff out there
0: yeah, he's stiff. I, I just don't he think he, I mean, look, guy. he's not like a good tennis player right now. I mean, Ramos had some success at the end of clay season. I believe he made a finals in the clay uh, tournament. If not, he, I think he won a clay tournament. So he's playing decent tennis. Yes. Except for the last two grass weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he'll be playing Fonini on grass. Yeah. Uh, then we got Pablo Cuevas versus Jera. Now, I was pretty impressed by Jared during the French Open. Now, he is a clay specialist. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. But I would also say to that end that he's a five-set specialist. So, coming in here at plus 25 against old man Pablo Cuevas, I think there's a lot of value on Jared. Yeah, I took him, too. And
1: what were you say his odds were? Sorry. Plus 125. Ooh. Okay. So at plus plus one twenty five, I'm digging that. Yeah. I'm definitely digging that. Yeah. Quavis
0: is pretty up there in age too. Yeah, he's almost he's pushing forty. And Jera has legs. I mean, him and Mute, I mean, that was one of the best matches of all the entire French Open. They they played for over five hours. It was awesome.
1: That's scary. You imagine that just working out for five hours. Like, <laughs> no thanks. I like sitting down and watching sports.
0: I mean, that's the thing, too, to keep in mind during this whole run that I think gets lost because day-to-day tennis is three sets. Five sets matters. Always keep that in mind for all of these matches. We have Lloyd Harris versus Varankas, who I think we've collectively made fun of in the past. <laughs> I moved on Lloyd. What, what are the odds here? Lloyd is coming at a portable minus 170. And I'm probably gonna do it. I, I've liked Lloyd's twenty twenty one so far. Yeah, I'm digging Lloyd. He's he's got, got
1: a great serve, works well at Wimbledon. So I, I think that one's a kind of a no brainer for
0: me. Yeah, he lost to Mute, who's my boy at Mallorca. He lost to uh Basilash Shavili at Holly, but he had some nice wins against Monfis and Laka. I don't know. Did he have nice wins? He beat Simone yeah. on grass. <laughs> Uh, he lost to uh, Felix, but he did beat Senego at the French Open on clay. It was a pretty nice win. I still think that Lloyd, he had a nice hardcourt season. I still like Lloyd here. Especially at minus 170. I, I, I If he was in the $2 range, it might give me some pause. But
1: Yeah, I mean, even looking at like Barankas' history, he lost to Nishikori. People that he beat was like Duckworth. He beat Ugo. At the French, it's a different surface. I just think Lloyd overall is just a better player.
0: Derek, we've typically moved on to deeper in the bracket at this point, but I think we keep it going. Uh, I think we're doing pretty good on the first round. Let's just keep it moving.
1: Yeah, let's do this. bonus versus Rublev.
0: Well, oh, Rublev. Okay, so what kind of value can we get on this match? Because this is not a great match. <laughs> Rublev. Yeah, this is a lopsided one. Could not have looked more pissed and his loss against Ugo. Ugo, he's coming in at minus seven and a half games, and, and you're paying a price right now of minus 130 for that, so that's not even that great of a value. It's such a heavy chunk of games delay. You're looking at under 31, so that's like what six oh. three six four
1: six four. You're at 29, and that's manageable. I mean, that would be. You can get in, like, a break. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, maybe the under-31. under, under 30 one. I don't know. I, I think I might just, like, let Andre do his thing here and not yeah, play on this match. Lift. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's so yeah. much action on the board. I would stay away from this match because he also might just dump him a set because he's being very weird right now. And
1: even if one goes to a tie break, you're kind of screwed on that bet, too.
0: We have Stefanos Titsi versus Tiafo. Obviously, we're moving Stefan. Tiafo is terrible. Let's keep it moving, Derek. This is the match I'm kind of interested to see. Paz versus my boy RCB. Yeah. Uh, when I looked down after
1: you said you are really excited to see it, I didn't expect to see these two guys. But
0: this should be a good matchup, though. No odds on uh, on Bovada right now for that match. I took Pospisil here. Yeah, I agree. He hasn't uh, played much this year, and and he played last week, and he lost, I believe, right away. So I also think RCB is not good. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Pospisil is not
1: bad. I mean, he he had his little hissy fit at Miami against Mackie McDonald. That was a very odd thing. Um, his head was clearly out of it after the, the ATP guy just torched him, apparently, the night before, and he was crying. And then he continued to cry throughout the match. But
0: uh, I think his head's going to be straight here, and he'll pull this one off.
1: He's not a first-round loser
0: guy. He has a decent serve, if that's what we're leaning towards. Possibly actually, he beat Ward at Eastbourne last week. Then he got a kind of a walkover. Against Fokina, he won the first set against Fokina on grass, and then Fokina mm-hmm. retired. So that might be why yeah. that the injury risk might be why he's such a dog, he's an underdog. Pastavceil did lose to Giron Holly, <laughs> and he also lost to Mackenzie McDonald in Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I can beat Giron. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you cannot. <laughs> Oh my god, this is such a big board. We're like halfway through the first one. Uh-huh. Gerasimov, who I like, I think he's a fine big man. He is minus 230 against Jay, someone named Jay Clark, who I know nothing about. Um, That seems about yeah. right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like some guy I went to high school with.
0: Gerasimov, I feel like, is a solid leg in a parlay. I mm-hmm. think he's going to win his first match against Jay Clark.
1: Yeah, I don't know anything about Jay Clark. Sounds like a made-up name. But uh, (laughs) he has a wild card, which kind of throws me off. So that's why I wouldn't put him in a a parlay. And I said before, it's like I I don't really like playing um, matches where I don't know one of the players. So uh, I just wouldn't be comfortable here.
0: And then we have uh, Mackenzie McDonald versus Karen Hanchinoff. McDonald's plus 125, and I picked him to move on here.
1: Yeah, I took Mackey. I think this is going to be a very interesting match. This is a, a really good one to watch.
0: I agree. I feel like there's value on the over 39 and a half at minus 110. And I feel like actually I think there's value on McDonald plus 125, but I also think there's value on Karen at minus 155, because he could very easily win. I mean, he he has not had a great season, but this is a prime matchup for him to kind of get right against someone who's not that great. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, I
1: think Mackey's solid, I guess. Like, yes. when I say solid, I mean solid for a dude that's ranked outside of the top 50. And we all know Hatchinoff's a good tennis player, but he's also pretty inconsistent. And I think he's just a guy that it he can get upset and Mackie's a dude that can upset other players so I think that's what's like the stars are aligning right here a little bit but yeah it, it would be a sweat if you took Mackey. I'd give it a shot yeah me too I, I moved on Mackey.
0: then we have Evans v Lopez I think we both moved on Evans here
1: for sure you gotta take the British kid I would have taken him in any country but definitely here
0: He's a $2.15 favorite. The over is 39.5, so I actually would feel comfortable playing the under here. I don't think this goes past three sets, to be honest. For real? Yeah, for real. I, I just don't.
1: Felly's pretty crafty. I can see him winning a set. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I can see those just being three tight sets, though. So.
0: Evans can win 6-4, 6-4,
1: 6-4. I agree. All right, let's move on. Got Liovic versus Gail Simone. I'm taking Lio here. Giles Simone seems always out of shape for some
0: reason. I want Simone because Lio has sucked forever. <laughs> I mean, the guys won like one or two matches this year.
1: So, yeah, I specifically went off of Guile Simone just not showing up. Um, I, I'm not confident in Lio winning any match, but I'm going to give this one to him.
0: He's a plus-130 dog.
1: Lio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not going to be playing that. That just scared me. But I don't know. I would never bet on Lio ever. I wouldn't bet on either of these guys. This is a stairway match for me. All right, steering clear of that one. Up next, we got Zhang versus Wong. I got to say that I don't know either of these two qualifiers.
0: Yes, I will. the only thing I know about these guys, I wrote it down, was that... Um, Huang beat Rude in 2018, so I'm, I'm leading <laughs> him.
1: Okay, Rude wasn't the same
0: Rude in 2018 that he is well, now. Well, true, but this is another match. Two Qualys playing each other, and then there's like Sinner <laughs> <Center> versus Mujovic. <Uchevich. laughs>
1: it, it's ridiculous. I mean, even the winner of this match has to go on to play Korda or Demonor. Those two guys, I'm assuming, would smash both of these guys. But So who you got in Corda versus Demonor? Okay. I have a feeling
0: you picked Corda. Oh, I actually dumb. did not. I picked Demonor. Okay. Based on his recent performance. Recent grass success. Corda has had the best overall year, I guess. But he is American, so I had to knock him. <laughs> a few points. But, you know, the Australians, they haven't been that great either. No, I moved on. Demonor. I I feel like Demonor will end up being the favorite in this match, but it'll be a short favorite, and I I, I feel comfortable with his experience and and the the level in which Wimbledon brings to this match in terms of I feel like you need to have played this before, and demon Demonor has Corda. I don't believe has a lot of Wimbledon experience. I'm moving on Demonor at a, probably an under $2 favorite value. Yeah, isn't Korda, didn't he just play grass for the first time this season or something? They The, the grass is like the, I feel like a, as a fickle mistress, not a lot of these guys have played grass. Yeah, it's kind of a bizarre. Like Karatsev kind of is thing. playing grass for the first time since 2015. Like they don't play a lot of grass challenger events. <laughs> no, it's too
1: expensive for the upkeep. And, like, Med didn't even play uh, since 2019. Oh, it's, it's craziness. But, yeah, I'm going to take Demonor here. Hopefully he doesn't let me down. Trust me, I'm a big Corda fan. But, yeah, I got to do it for the fans. I mean, for the listeners. I'm not going to screw you over on this one. Take Demonor.
0: <laughs> as much as we would love to be. Listen, we're American. We're rooting for Corda every week. We want... <laughs> Please put on Corda over Tiafo on 10S Channel. Thank you. Chapo versus Cold Schreiber is next. Is Chapo he is a five dollar twenty five cent favorite? Is he like comfortable? Is he okay? Uh, I just
1: gasped really big. Um, so I took Chapo going on pretty far here. That was just on instinct. I don't. He he doesn't have much to back this up but I feel like he's just going to make a run here.
0: I mean, do we know that he's, like, recovered? He didn't play the French, right? Nope. I mean, a quarter unit on Kohlschweiber here isn't terrible at plus 400. You don't know what you're getting out of Chapeau. I have been moving on, but tennis is a very weird sport where dudes show up when they're not ready to play. Mm -hmm. Like, he got three wins at
1: London. A couple weeks ago. True. Lost to Nori. So seems like he's in good shape to make a run here. I mean, notable wins would be Tiafo and Feli, if you want to consider that. Notable. I would
0: not consider either of those notable wins. <laughs> what if they were in two sets? <laughs> uh, again, I would not consider either of those <laughs> notable wins. Okay, he has zero notable wins, but
1: <laughs> i still going to take him in this match.
0: And then we got a bear versus Anduhar, a couple of interesting guys who've had interesting 2021s. A bear who won French on the double side and has also um, shown some spark on the single side, mainly in the hardcore season. Um, but he did have some success during the clay season as well. Anduhar knocked out Fed and then uh, he
1: beat team and at, then
0: he beat team at the French. The French, right? Yeah. So he's. Had some success recently. I know I listened to a tennis podcast where they talked about he was battling injury for a lot of his career, and it seems like he's getting some shape and having some solid form here in the twilight of his career. I moved on a bear. I think this is a solid spot for him to pick up a W. Andrew Harr, I don't know. I think the magic is gone. Same. Yeah, I moved on bear He's a little crafty dude. Hopefully,
1: he'll bring it. Mr. Servant Volley Guy. He switches up his game. I was watching one of his matches. He's fun to watch. Like, he's very interesting. He'll change his serve position and everything like that. He's very strategic. I don't know if that confuses him in the end, but he's got a lot of tools in his bag. I'm going to take him to win this match. Then we have,
0: and then Derek, could you pronounce these guys? Um
1: This could be right, or this might be incorrect, but it is Oscar Ott versus Arthur Rindernich. Two qualities, gonna duke it out once again. I don't know how these two guys end up playing each other (laughs) when (laughs) there's some serious matches like Sinner versus Fucevic. I took Rindernich. I've seen him play a little bit. I think he's pretty just decent so I don't really know much about Oscar Ott or even how to say his name.
0: Yeah, uh, Rindernich coming in at minus 165. I think that's short enough to be on that side. Uh, Rindernich um, has had some success this year. He has quality Ws. Quality on grass for Holly, beating uh, O'Connell and Hoffman, and then he had a solid run to get into the, the draw here with three street grass wins, so I think he's uh, set up here for a nice chance to get a W. All right. The next one uh, features uh, Great Burton's uh, greatest son for tennis, Andy Murray. It's Murray versus uh, inaugural Wave of the Week winner. I'm teeing it up for you, Derek. Say his (laughs) name again.
1: Nicholas Bachelors. So, yeah, Andy Murray, we all know he's like, the stepson of the Royal family, basically. Uh, but him just coming in as a wild card kind of signifies where he's at his career at this point. I want to take him. I hope he does well. I hope he does well in the future. I'm just not there. You can tell by the tone of my voice and we all know new Bachelors village has been ripping this year, just ripping. So I, I can't take Andy Murray.
0: You can't take him. As a favorite, I mean, Basel is a five dog. I mean, that's... Are, are you serious? He will make the board.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, I did not expect that by any means. I mean, Andy Murray typically wins his first-round matches at slams. Like, he beat, I remember, Nishioka Yeah, the, at the U.S. Open and stuff like that.
0: That was a five-setter that was an incredible watch, but, I mean, that took it's everything...
1: Yeah, exactly. It took every inch of him, and I don't know. Like, And then he just fell completely flat in the second round. Yeah, just just, just put that one in.
0: Yeah, he'll be at board play. Opelka versus Comfer. I'm feeling Opelka. I am too. Like I said before, I think the
1: serve guys do well here. Bet 365. Opelka is a minus 152. And that leaves Comfort at an underdog
0: at plus 120. Oh, I, I I feel confident in that minus 152. Okay. Comfort, listen, he had some early season hardcore success. He made a deep run at Acapulco. Since then, he's done nothing. Opelka had a great clay season. He seems to be rounding into form. We're watching Sam Query, an American with a very similar style, dominate. Two weeks in a row on grass, he's in the final here at Mallorca. I don't see any reason to not like Opelka at minus 150. Same, gotta take Opelka there.
1: Okay, so next we got your boy, Quan. Yeah, versus...
0: I'm the biggest, I'm a, I do love Quan, I'm the biggest Quan fan,
1: and he's up against no one's boy, Masur. I don't know who this Masur guy is, but <laughs> I got I'm not good at my qualifiers. <laughs> I don't have the uh, ATP Challenger streams up all the time. Uh, no, yeah.
0: The, the odds aren't up for this either. Uh, we're moving on Quan, and we're moving on. Uh, you got Bagnus and Kekmonovich. Okay, Kekmonovich is someone who I want to believe in, but sucks. Like, he <laughs> had a great clay win at, at Kitzbühel last September, and since that moment has done nothing of note, and he's been getting beat routinely it, prices that you want to bet on him at and I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: one in seven in his last eight matches. That being said, I took him. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know what? I took him too. Fuck. Uh, yeah, of our language. This is the first time we've ever recorded on a Friday night, so.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's also playing Bagness. who's
1: so Bag of shit, more like it. <laughs> Okay, so they're gonna have to go on and play the winner of. Hold Mil- on,
0: I mean, not only. <laughs> you got more
1: to say about Kekmanovich or the? Yeah, well, not shit? only
0: do we move him on, but he's literally a minus one thousand to move on. So. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, and, and then we have Milman versus RBA, and we're obviously moving RBA on. For sure. All right, we're finally at the 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 bottom.
1: First up, we have. Barrettini versus Guido Pella. Barrettini coming in at minus 5,000. <laughs> oh, that's brutal.
0: <laughs> so, oh, Annie is a short games. Uh, I mean, over under 29. I, I mean, just, I'm not, I mean, I would bet games under, but I just, who cares about that match? There's so much other stuff you can bet on. Yeah, like, I wonder if anybody would take Pella, just... Heads up in that one.
1: (laughs) I would just love to see that happen. Like Bovada probably has zero registered bets for Pella. (laughs) So moving on, we got Vandersloop, Van Day. I don't know. You want to try and take that one?
0: I took um, VDZ. He's at plus 115. So it's a pretty close match in terms of odds. It's minus 140 for... Uh, Barre and then plus one fifteen for BVDZ. I have no clue about yeah, this match. Like really, lucky loser too. But you know why I did it? Because lucky losers have been winning a lot recently on the tour. Uh, I believe Quan, who who did pretty well, and somebody else, um, I forget. But there, there's been some some good runs for lucky losers. So that was part of the the mojo I was going with.
1: Yeah, that's pretty must be pretty fun just being a lucky loser. Just getting that call. And you're probably pretty excited. You've probably got some, some confidence in there and like just going in there and just seeing what happens. So um I probably just not gonna make a play on that in the end. So we'll- next
0: up we have everyone's favorite uh short Frenchman Moutet versus Berenet. This is a true pick'em. Um both are at minus one ten. Yeah, I think Mute is a better tennis player than Bedene. Although I do like Bedene, I think he's a a fine tennis player. Uh, yeah. I, I I look for Bedene in dog spots. This particular match, I go back to that jera Mute match from the French Open. It, it just seems like Mute, from what I've seen, is a a player that's more ready for a five set, Grand Slam, match than Bedene, who. It's a veteran two, tour player who plays a lot of three sets. Okay, so it really is a pick
1: since I picked the other side. So I took Bednay. I'm going with the theme of of good serves. Kind yeah, Bednay.
0: I, I would paint Bednay with serve brush. Yeah,
1: so I'm sticking with that theme there. So up next, we got Nishioka versus Isner, another yeah. serve guy. I took Isner here.
0: Of course. I mean, I hate to say it, but Isner's been playing pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm. He has, like, Uh, a lot of confidence now, and he seems like he's, like, more jovial than usual, too. Like, I've been watching his interviews, and I'm like, oh, do I actually like Isner? (laughs) No. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. But I like him here.
0: Yeah, I definitely like him here. And then, uh, of course, uh, next we have Aslan Karatza versus Jeremy Shardy, who had a nice start to 2021 before... 2021
1: caught up to him. Mm -hmm. So, Karatsev, obviously talked about him enough here. He's been a little slow lately. You think so? Karatsev has
0: not been the Terminator for.
1: Magic is kind of drifting.
0: Yeah, but you know, I mean, listen, it's a tough tour. (laughs) A lot of tough players.
1: He's number eight in the ATP race, which is the last and final spot. So he does have something to play for the rest of the year. So I don't know if that's in his head. I'm hoping it is. Uh, in the end, I still think he's a better player than Chardy. So I'm moving on Karatsev. Of course.
0: But what's the odds?
1: So Karatsev's a minus 165. Chardy is a dog at 135.
0: Karatsev is only 165? Oh, mama mia. Please yeah, that's and a, thank that's you. A, that's a board, right? That's a board the cross up is easily moving on in that match next we have ivashka versus munar or moving on ivashka what's i like ivashka munar is a, a, a clay player i will paint him with that brush and yeah and then ivashka is that coming in at a three dollar 25 cent favorite so we're just going to move him on do we really need to dissect the ivashka Munar <laughs> match i don't think so
1: i pick munar but i still don't think we need to dissect that
0: Uh, The next one is actually, this is where, again, we're falling into ATP 250 final territory compared to some (laughs) of these matches. We've got Kay Nishikori versus Alexei Popren, podcast favorite. I moved on Pop because I just, I couldn't resist. (laughs) More than I had as to analysis about it. Yeah, and
1: I, contraire, picked Nishikori.
0: Poprin is a plus 2.10 underdog, which I might have to board on principle. (laughs) You don't have to
1: board things just on principle.
0: I mean, this is a toss-up matchup, and he's getting $2. He definitely,
1: I I don't know, 2.10 seems pretty high. I think he has like a 45% chance of winning this.
0: Of course. I i mean, Nisha Corey is a solid player. Don't get me wrong. And he's had a decent 2021. But there, I mean, he's definitely not a minus 250 favorite against oh, Popper. Hell He'd no! Fucking no. That's fucking insane. All right. Then we got Rude versus Thompson. JT actually had some decent success last week before getting bounced by Busta the other day. He beat Andujar. He lost to Rublev on grass. He had a nice one against Alt Bay, Alt Meyer. He also lost to. But he's picking up some grass wins and he's... Think it's enough to
1: beat the Rude Boy?
0: No. The Rude Boy
1: has to be like a $3 favorite, I would guess. It's not that high. Minus 190. Thompson's plus 160.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I would... If this closes closer to 180, this is hitting the board.
1: Yeah. I, I think rude's an easy shoeing right there i would have expected him to be like a minus two the board the
0: books respect jordan thompson for some reason i don't really get it all right faa felix versus montero felix all the way i agree oh yeah he's minus 1400
1: <laughs> felix all the way
0: mikhail Emer versus songa joe, joe willie Will- he is
1: a minus 110
0: Okay, yeah, we're we a oh, uh, Weimer minus 115 will be on the board, or email 115 will be on the board. Uh, yeah, why, I why like Songa,
1: keep... but I only like Songa just because I used to like Songa, and I know it's that it sucks now. He, he is sucks. Terrible.
0: I picked Garasimov. as an easy board win this week against him. He was at plus 175 when I boarded it.
1: Ooh, solid play. So we got Mondero versus Major on grass that That sounds like a perennial clay match right there but
0: this is is a clay 250 on grass (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) on a grass slam i don't know what these guys are doing i took major here i like how he plays i like his style but like i think i just like his clay style i don't know what
0: he's like on grass but major's coming in at almost a two dollar favorite he's minus 195 all right so so it seems reasonable All right,
1: next up is what I think is the match of the first round. Agreed. Ugo, Boss, Humber, Howard Stern's lost son versus Twitch superstar (laughs) Nick Kyrgios. So, obviously, we haven't seen Nick since the AO, and before that, we didn't see him for what seemed like forever. But he played well at the AO. He did play Ugo in the first round. He beat him, if I recall. He did. He needed the crowd support there. I don't know how much crowd is going to be here at Wimbledon. If there is a crowd, they will be for Nick. Always has a following everywhere he goes. So I don't know if that's a moot point or not, but I have Nick moving on.
0: He is coming in as a plus 160 underdog. Ooh,
1: we yeah. So
0: the value is definitely on Kyrgios. I don't feel comfortable laying one ninety minus one ninety five with Umber coming in at plus one sixty. That's juicy. But I'll tell you what I like the most. The over 40 at minus one fifteen.
1: That sounds nice. Because there's a lot of question marks going on in this match in terms of who's gonna win. Yeah. But I think with the over, I think that's a solid play. They did go five at AO.
0: Yeah, this, it, it feels like it's set up. I, I actually, that, I don't know. Now that I'm saying it out loud over 40, it's like that means five sets. Such a good matchup, and the odds are very tough to read. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't bet, I would 100% suggest you watch that match, though. It's going to be a really, really good one.
0: Yeah. It's, it's more of a, a live better, I feel.
1: Yeah. I, I feel you too. You're going to
0: get better value on both players.
1: So up next, we got the american battle between taylor fritz and brandon nakashima i do like nakashima a lot Uh, not currently against fritz but i think he's going to be better in the future
0: fritz is Uh, coming off injury i am betting on nakashima oh wow okay i mean fritz just literally like was in the hospital like on june 9th or something
1: (laughs) did he play the french oh he did play French. He lost to Comfer in the second round. We got Stevie Johnson playing Dennis Novak. Uh, I don't think I've ever moved on Stevie ever since this podcast started. Not that he plays a lot of tournaments, but I'm doing
0: it here. I moved on Novak. There's no uh, there's no odds up for this match on on Bovada. I just don't know. I don't trust Stevie. <laughs> I can't bet Stevie Johnson. I'm sorry. I can't bet either of these guys either. Uh, let's move on (laughs) yeah
1: i don't want to talk about either of those two guys anymore okay Uh, now
0: this is an american i'm excited to move on and it's our boy tennis sangren who he's listening to creed right now probably as we speak prepping for this match his arms are wide open for a w Mm -hmm. against gombos i mean there's been no better programming in american television or online this year than sangren documenting his tour for the tennis channel he needs a w you know what and he's gonna get one i'm taking him as well
1: that's zero favoritism i mean i do love the guy but i
0: confidently think he's gonna beat gombos here i agree especially like uh, uh, yeah in five sets he's i feel like he's got the stamina to beat him in five sets and he's pretty
1: good at uh at slams where he doesn't play novak djokovic in the first round
0: i agree he slams are more his speed because he is a he's in shape and he can he can play five sets all right this was a bad draw for my boy greek spore he's playing Zverev. obviously moving Zverev on but i wish greek spore would have Gotten into one of those other Quali versus yeah. Quali uh, draws because I I would like to see him. I think he's a a fun player to to watch.
1: So after that we got wild card. That's not a wild card. And Roger Federer playing Manorino which I find an interesting matchup because is decent at grass.
0: Yeah, they. It's. Uh, I saw a, a tennis journalist tweet out that Manorino has uh, a preference for grass, whatever. I mean, the lunch pail king, Manorino, he's a quintessential workman tennis player. He just lost to Sam Querrey today, so I'm not exactly, like, thinking he's going to beat Fed. <laughs> um, the odds aren't up yet for this one on Bavada, but I think Fed looks fine. I don't think he looks like terrible. Yeah, oh, I definitely think he has his match.
1: It seems like people on Twitter are just making a bigger deal about this than it should be. I mean,
0: no, I, I think he'll probably come in at an over two dollar favorite if when, when it gets when it finally gets up. All right, but it'll you be said like two dollar favorite on yeah. bet three
1: sixty five. He's a minus seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Then, wow. Geez. That conversation was pointless. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Gas versus Sujita. I'm moving on Gas
1: Same. I like Gas I do as well. I think he, he's a veteran that keeps learning.
0: Krianovich versus Bolt. You were excited to see Bolt on the draw. Mm-hmm.
1: I did not expect to see him in there. He's an Aussie. I don't know if he trains in England or what, but I don't know how he ended up with a wild card spot. Good for him. I'm taking him to beat Crash.
0: I have Kranovic moving on, although I don't really feel great about it. Ooh, Bolt is actually minus 160, and Kranovic is the dog here. I feel much better <laughs> about my Kranovic pick coming in at a dog value. Looking at Bolt's uh, recent history, it,
1: it is seven wins in a row. He's beat Thiago Wild, Gasquet, Mackie, McDonald, but before that... It was a litany of losses. Straight up eight in a row. Uh, I guess he's just on one right now.
0: Pui versus Nori. Cam Nori's had himself a nice grass season. He's not a great grass player, and he's picking up some of his first real success with it. The last couple of weeks. For sure. I agree with you. And he's playing in his
1: home country, so I got to. I him. moved him on. Yeah, same.
0: He is minus 450 against... Pui, there you go. I wonder
1: how much tennis players actually look up odds. I'm like, damn, I'm a minus 450. I better not screw I this I will up. say,
0: though, that Pui is plus six on the games line. So if you were questioning how good Nori really is on grass, and if you believe Pui is a good grass player, that's a healthy spread. We got Senego versus Sousa. Yeah, Sinego is uh, going to win this match. For sure. So he's minus 2,500, so let's just keep it moving. <laughs> Another unbelievable match considering some of the fucking challenges that some of these other guys have. And Galan versus Correa, which is a fucking
1: a match that probably won't even be on <laughs> Tennis Channel plus, plus, plus unlimited, plus.
0: Uh, that's like a, a match fit for the fucking uh, Clay 250 that uh Gareen won early this year. I, I, I bet believe- you know those guys
1: walk by a bunch of other tennis players, and then like people give them like trash to throw away. They're like, no. "Oh, you
0: don't work here?
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, you're Galan? Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember kicking the shit out of you a few weeks ago. Come like on. no, that was they're like no, that was yesterday."
0: galan versus i mean again two clay guys playing on grass for some reason yeah good for one of them one of them gets to move on to the second round of wimbledon so unbelievable let's, let's applaud
1: that but galan is a three dollar favorite korea is a significant dog i did take galan but yeah i have zero interest in that and the next match we we're about to talk about oh my james, god james duckworth, duckworth versus radu albot huh, okay 128 people have to play, so Uh, you'll get things like this.
0: I like Albot at plus 130 versus Duckworth at minus 160. I took Albot as well, too. But still, I I just have zero interest in this. Yeah. Booster versus same uh, query. Yeah.
1: Back to normal tennis. We
0: got booster versus
1: query. I took the upset here. What I'm assuming is the upset, and I took query.
0: Oh, really? I like Busta to move on. I I, I just I don't believe in um, Query that much. I kind of wanted to fade him every day yeah. this week.
1: I don't think he's a great player outside of Wimbledon. He always seems like he makes a run at Wimbledon.
0: Hmm. Well, beating Busta would certainly um, be a spark to a run. Yeah, because then he gets to play either (laughs) Duckworth or Alba in the next round. Musetti versus Herkaz. I mean, how are you not all over Musetti at plus 130 versus Hubie, who's won one match since winning Miami? He's been playing that bad? That is correct. Okay. Yeah, I definitely
1: pick Musetti in this one. I did not expect him to be the dog. You got to write that one down for
0: the board. The only thing I will say is like grass is at least at least a little bit closer to hardcourt. So I mean, if he can get any form back,
1: yeah, I was watching Patrick Mortagalu. He said that grass is more similar to indoor hardcourt, and that's what uh, Serena's been practicing on because at his academy he doesn't have grass. I don't know if that's because he's too broke. Just kidding, he's not broke. <laughs> I don't know why he just doesn't have grass, but. I don't know. Like Miami was outdoor hard court, and it was pretty hot there. So I, I think the conditions are going to be a little different. Musetti's—he's he's got such a good feel. I well,
0: like all young Italians. They're great. I heard Cas has huh. won one match in two months. So, no thanks. Yeah. No thanks.
1: All right. So up next we got my the boy American and against the American Giron. Um, like I said. I think I could beat Giron, <laughs> but so I got Rusu.
0: Oh, Rusu is a plus one 25 dog to Giron. Rusu, I, you know, he hasn't, he's been uneven. He had that big one against Zverev in Miami, but that's similar to Umber beating Zverev like last week where it was coming off like, uh, you know, a, a decent run for Zverev Rusu has been pretty inconsistent for me to like have any faith in, but that said he is a next gender international player versus an American who's not exactly a young pup. So <laughs> I'm going to all day, every day on that one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we, next up we got pod favorite Sasha Bublik versus Kakushin. Pretty dang sure you pick Bublik as
0: well. He goes by Sasha Bublik. Uh huh. Those Alexanders go by Sasha. I did pick Bublik. Yeah, Kakushkin is like a hardcore dude who is kind of a wall at times, and I I just don't foresee him being a problem for Bublik. I actually have Bublik. I actually have Bublik going pretty far. Oh, you got to beat him, Dimitrov, huh? I do, and then I got to beat him, Musetti. I got Musetti
1: <laughs> going
0: <laughs> to the fourth round somehow. Okay. Chilich versus Caruso. I I Chilich just had too good of a grass season to not pick Chilich here. Um Bonzi versus whoever this other guy is. I picked Bonzi. I'm sure you have yeah. no clue either side on that one. I do not. And then Tommy Paul versus uh young Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah, that's a good matchup right there. It's a great it's a It's a great matchup. Did the you take Tommy? Not. No, I picked Alcaraz. I am assuming that Alcaraz will be the favorite and Tommy will be the dog. There's value on Tommy. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah,
1: I would have taken Tommy Paul there. I'm not going to bet that one, but I still would have taken him if I had to.
0: And then Stroof versus Med. Med is minus 700. That's <laughs> I would take extreme. The... I would take the over 36. That is extreme.
1: Yeah. Med has been going out and just been crushing I have Med Joker final. Okay, I got Zverev Novak. Didn't want to pick Zverev, but I think Zverev could tool up Med here. And Zverev could see his second uh, Grand Slam final. Okay, so
0: let's do something fun here.
1: Where do you have Federer losing?
0: I have Med, Fed, quarterfinal, and Med beating him.
1: Wow, okay. I did not expect you to take Fed that far, but that's exactly where I have Fed losing as well
0: his biggest challenge will be Boosta in For the sure. fourth round. Uh, I think Boosta has a great path. I mean, he, unless Sonego beats him, I don't see any reason that Boosto should make the fourth round.
1: Uh-huh. See, I picked Query to beat Busta in the first round, so that's mm-hmm. where my bracket seems reasonable. So Fed would have Gasquet, then Nori, then Sonego, which are all beatable. I mean, those are high hopes. I mean, query's going to have to come out swinging on that one.
0: I got Berrettini versus Karatsev, and I got Berrettini moving on in the fourth round. I got Umber versus Zverev, and I have Umber moving on. I have Fed versus Busta, and I have Fed moving on to the quarters. And I got Bublik versus Med. I got Med moving on. So I have Berrettini, Umber, Fed, and Med quarterfinal on one side. Bottom, I have Djokovic-Garin. And I moved on Djokovic. Uh, I have Sinner and Rublev, and I moved on Sinner. I got Def versus Demonor. Mm-hmm. I moved on Steph, and then uh, A Bear in the fourth round no. versus RBA, and I moved on RBA. And then I I have uh, in the semis I have Joker versus Steph. Okay,
1: wow. Okay, so I have some crazy stuff, I guess. So fourth round I got. Isner versus rude. And I took Isner there who would eventually lose to Zverev in the quarters. Um, back to the fourth round. I got my boy Kyrgios playing Zverev and then losing to Zverev there. Um, further down the fourth round, I got fed Sanago and Musetti and med. I took fed winning and med winning and med winning that one.
0: And I mean, you um, got Isner beating Berrettini.
1: Yeah, I think that's it's an upset that I can see happening. Berrettini's got a really good uh, return game too, so I don't know how well that's. He's gonna got go. that
0: extra gear, dog.
1: He does have that extra gear, like I've said. Isner's just a weird player, and I can just see him winning that. He just battles; he doesn't care uh, at Wimbledon. He, he'll play forever. I don't know. They'll play for he, 11 hours every every well, now and then. <laughs> he, just, he just, yeah, I don't know. He just got that thing with him, with Wimbledon. Well, on the other side, yeah, I got Novak Garen as well. Um, Novak obviously moving on. Definitely not talking about Dennis Novak there. Schwartzman versus Rublev. I think you picked Sinner right there, so I picked Schwartzman to beat Sinner. Uh, How I, fucking dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to break that news to you. And then I got Rublev. Winning that one, um, Sitsi Poss versus Demonor. You said that as well. Um, I got Sitsi winning that, and I got Shapo. Oh, my God. Right? I, that's why I said I didn't feel good about this bracket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got Shapo and Isner just somehow making to the fourth round, and I picked Shapo to be RBA. But to lose to Pass. So then I got Novak, Tsitsipas in the semis. And then I got Zverev and Med on the other side in the semi. And uh, Novak beating Zverev in the final.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's wide open for Novak. It really would be a surprise if someone beat him. But hey, it's going to be an exciting fortnight. I wish that some of these first-round matches were a little bit evened out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh... The draw is what it is, and there's a lot of money to be made. So, Derek, we have said it all about the first round of Wimbledon for 2021. Let's bring it home here. You can find us at MP9 Tennis. We are going to be doing board plays every day for Wimbledon. You can follow our plays. They're free plays. We don't have a Patreon yet. We don't have any paywall. So get in while you can. Our, Our board plays have a positive roi so far even though we are minus two on the board record wise you can follow me at carl jr uh Derek, where can people find you uh once again you can find me on twitter at Derek underscore sucks but uh we are, are very much pro tennis we want to talk tennis and uh you know i know a lot of people have a stigma about tennis betting but listen at the end of the day all all we care about is growing tennis so Give us a follow, hit us up, interact with us. Let's talk some tennis. Uh, Until next time, see you on the court.